When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin, and it's another week, therefore it's another episode. And well, I've got a very, very unique episode for you today. Um, this episode come around because I got a message from today's guest dad, uh, Jude. And Jude messaged me and said, I don't know if you'd like to have a look at this, but I think it's pretty cool. And so I had a look and it was an incredible article about his daughter. And there's a little video, which is in the show notes for this, where you can see his daughter uh, on the shoulders of a grown-up uh, dressed in a parrot outfit, singing Space Oddity with Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips. I'm not going to say a lot more now because Nell will tell you where this story goes, but trust me, it's incredible. I mean, by the end of this episode, you'll be scratching your head to think of a, a cooler 13 year old on the planet. I mean, yeah, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So, before we get on with the episode, um, some thank yous. So uh, thank you to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Uh, I'd also like to thank 76 for producing this podcast. And I'd also like to thank you lot for just being really nice and continuing to support this podcast and help develop it and grow it. And, you know, the, the listenership keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's wonderful. And that's because of you lot just being nice and telling your mates about it and sharing it on the socials and things like that. So just a huge thank you um, for being bloody nice. Um, Also, uh, if you'd like to get more content, uh, then you can do so over on my Patreon page. uh, And that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash off the beat and track. And each week I put up radio shows, video episodes, bespoke episodes and there's also a back catalogue of about 200 episodes on Patreon as well. So you can get stuck in there. Um, but it's tough times, I understand. So, you know, money's, you know, we're in a pandemic. Money's not easy to throw around at the moment. So um, if you can't afford that, don't sweat it. You can just go over to Spotify, Acast, Audible, not Audible, um, what's the other one? Acast, Apple and Spotify to uh, to where you get your podcasts and just have a look in the archives because there's 260 episodes of Off The Beaten Track now and they're all free and you can go and get stuck in. You can hear me talking to the likes of Fatboy Slim. You can hear me talking to, oh God, do you know what? I, I list them every week and, and although there's 260 I'm always hard pushed to try and think of three to say, but 
go and have a look because it's all your favourite musicians, producers, DJs, comedians. Go and have a go and have a look. Um, anyway, you can find out about everything I've just said at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Anyway, let's get on with this magical episode. Um, please enjoy Off the Beat and Track Podcast with Neil Smith. It's Off the Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. Joining me today via the means of Zoom, Nell Smith. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm pretty good, you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. So, um, whereabouts are you today? You're, you're not in England, are you? No, we're in Canada in Fernie, BC. British Columbia. Cool. Well, to give some sort of backstory to why we're chatting today, uh, I should uh, say that now, without a shadow of a doubt, the youngest guest ever on the podcast. Um, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 13, turning 14 in July. Okay. So, uh, we've had to change uh, a question in the, the format, obviously. Um, but... This, I mean, as as the podcast unfolds, I'm sure we'll talk uh, about uh, Nell's, uh, you know, career in music uh, that that's got off to an incredible start. Um, but to give you some some insight, just before we start the the, the playlist, um, I was contacted um, by Jude, Nell's dad, um, who sent me a news clip in uh, a news feature. Uh, featuring a video uh, of the Flaming Lips uh, and 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 Nell particularly, we'll get on to this. But the whole story starts from from being contacted by by Nell's dad to tell me this this story that absolutely captured me, and I just thought, right, this is great. We, we're going to have a we're going to have a podcast chat. Um, and so before we even start the the, the podcast uh, and the playlist. Uh, now, have you found um, the last year, um, you know, it's been a very, very odd year uh, for, for many of us. Um, just, I'd like to get a, a younger person's perspective on it. Have you found the last year? Um, I found it to be really difficult because there's way less socialising with people. And that's kind of like a main thing, I guess, that teenagers do like always hanging out with people and then that just stopped so everyone was like in lock during the main part of lockdown it was really difficult because I couldn't see my friends and my friends and I sometimes would play music and we would hang out all the time and that kind of made me upset and not in a good mood <laughs> most of the time um but I think that after a while um it was just more of a chance to get, like, be able to do my music and focus on something, I guess. I don't know. It was difficult, though. <laughs> okay, well, look, but, but before you choose uh, your first track, um, I explain a little bit about how you... Uh, I, I mean, do you know what? We'll, we'll hold on that. We'll hold on that. Let's start the playlist. I'm just trying to work out the best way to kind of do this. Let's let's kick things off with uh, with a song choice. Um, so now I'm going to ask you for track one for the song with the greatest ever intro, please. 
I chose Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie because, um, probably because I used to listen to a lot of that stuff when I was younger in car rides. And I remember a lot of the time my dad would put on, like, put a CD in and it would just have a bunch of different music on. And I remember hearing a lot of, um, like, older music. Like, lots of my friends listen to newer music, but I was always listening to my dad's music and stuff. And I remember just, it's so catchy, I don't know. Ziggy, like, the beginning is the intro to Ziggy Stardust, like, the guitar riff and everything. It's got such uh, a sort of... It's abrasive sounding, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think it's I think it's just a big open G chord, isn't it? And it's just sounds huge. And I, I I mean that's incredible music for somebody to grow up listening to. I mean there's there's so much music that's that's accessible to young people now via the means of Spotify and all of the streaming services and such. I think it's wonderful that that you've kind of got pulled into, you know, listening to absolute sort of maverick artists like like Bowie. What other stuff was you sort of being, you know, exposed to at, at home from your dad's record collection? What other stuff was, was kind of finding its way through? Um, well, for the whole track listing, I could have put a Flaming Lips song for every single one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd mix it up with different songs, but um, I listened to loads of the Flaming Lips albums um, growing up. That was something that my dad would just play on and on. I knew the words to every song, just sing every single song. And um, lots of stuff kind of like that. Like, Flaming This was definitely a, a key um, artist that my dad put on, like, would, I would listen to all the time. Um, I also, I listen to a lot of different music. Because my, my dad has, like, a lot of different... I don't know, lots of different genres that are just all amazing artists that I just listen to. Like, I listen to Mac DeMarco, um, Herman Dune, Arcade Fire, loads of different artists. Like, I can't even name a loads of them, but there's just a bunch of different types of music, which I think was kind of useful because I had just different genres, new, like, every genre. Yeah. And so why was it that what is it about Flaming Lips that kind of jumped out of you? Um, I think just because it's, it's different. I don't... I found it to be exciting because it was telling a story in lots of the in lots of their songs. And after the first show that I went to... Uh, well, the first one that I can remember, because I remember my dad told me that he'd taken me to some when I was, like, a baby, but... Um, I think that after going to the first show that I remember, I think it was in Spokane with my older brother and his friend, and I, I just, it was amazing. Like, there was so much going on, but you could, you could still focus on, like, the song, and, like, it was just so interactive with everybody that was there, and everyone there just, like, I think felt involved and... I don't know. It was just it's a an, it, flaming lip shows are definitely an amazing experience, and I think that after I went to that, I just wanted to listen to that music all the time, and it, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I totally I totally agree, and 
uh, and I'm probably not too sort of far away in age as, as, as your dad and and as far back as I can remember there's very few concert experiences that that match seeing the flaming lips there's something magical about them shows and and the fact that he's so inclusive of the audience as mm-hmm. well and and it was that inclusiveness that I, I guess was was part of like what started your your kind of connection and 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 relationship with the band and the 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 news article I got sent over is a incredible video clip of you uh dressed are, are you dressed as a, a parrot uh yeah that would probably be it <laughs> <laughs> you just got this really cool little parrot outfit on and and you, I presume you're on your dad's shoulders um I think uh, at that show um, I think that we found the parrot costume actually from like um, the Salvation Army or something, and I just thought it was hilarious. So I wore that to a concert, and then that's ha- I think that's how Wayne recognized me on the side because he's seen me in that costume at like loads of his shows. Um, but I think that I was on. I went to there's like this little platform that he stops in at the bubble. And my dad was at the front. So for, we should point out as well that for people that have never seen the Flaming Lips live, uh, Wayne Coyne gets in like a big kind of clear plastic ball and then comes out and, and rides the crowd pretty much. Yeah, it's kind of like cl- crowd surfing, but it's in like a huge plastic blown up bubble. That's actually how they're doing their new shows now during COVID. You can get mm. a bubble and you go and stand your family, your cohort in a bubble and watch the show, which I think is pretty cool. But um, I remember I was, I asked my dad, I said, I really want to go back there, like, to go see this part. And my dad was like, oh, we're up here. And he said, if you just make your way back, we're, like, right here. So I think that I went back, and I was, like, um, there's, like, this platform in the middle, and I was just climbing on it or something. And then um, I think that I, my dad worked his way back, but um, he was just standing next to me f- filming, and I think that I was just on this... I don't even remember, just some dude's shoulders who was like, oh, do you want to see? And, like, lifted me up or something. <laughs> and so I, w- I think my dad was just recording on the side. But, yeah, I was on someone's shoulders and we were just, like, singing through the bubble with Wayne, which was really cool. It's, uh, I'll, I'll put the, the, uh, the, the, the link to the, the, the article in the, the notes to this show so people can go and watch it. It's a... Uh, it, it gave me goosebumps, and I found it very, very emotional just watching, you know, just just somebody experiencing that moment with with Wayne Coyne, who is a, a you know as much as he is to you, he's a hero to me as well, uh, and and to see like the kind of the hands touching either side of the bubble while singing uh, Space Oddity, to, to, to mention David Bowie again, yeah, uh, to uh, you know, singing Space Oddity with, with, with Wayne was, is such a beautiful thing to see. And so, from there, how did the story then kind of come to, to, to you getting to sort of meet him? Um, I think that at that show where I sang with him before that was when I actually like met him. I think that that show pretty sure that that one was in Calgary and um so he I'd been to my the first show that I remember I went to Green Man when I was uh the Green Man Festival when I was really young and then the first one that I remember was Spokane and then I went to Missoula 
and then I think Calgary was after that, the show that I went to. Sure. And so, um, he had seen me, of course, like, in my parrot costume or whatever. Um, he had seen me, I think, um, at a few of the shows, and, he, like, they were walking, I saw Stephen, Stephen Joes, one of the members of the band, he was walking up onto the stage, and then I was like, oh, that's where they're going up, so let's go over there, so we were, me and, uh, my mom, dad, and my younger brother were standing by the side, like, there's, like, a railing and stuff, so that they can get past without everyone going to them, but, um... I, 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 like, yelled Wayne, and he just comes over, Nat, like, just walks over, and starts just having this full-on conversation with us. He's like, you know, I recognize you. I've seen you in that costume before at some of my shows. And so he's just talking to us, and I'm telling, like, my dad's telling him how I've learned guitar. The first song I learned was, like, Yoshimi and his songs, and I, like, love it and everything. And so... He's talking to us. He's like, you know, why not? I'll give you my phone number, just out of the blue, and you can send me some of your um, your guitar and your music and stuff. And so, like, we take a few pictures with him, and then he just comes over and, like, gives us his number, and then just goes up on the stage, and then he sees me in the crowd during his that show, and that's when we sang Through the Bubble. But I don't... I think that he's just such an open guy like he'll do anything with music no matter what it is if someone has an idea he can execute it and help them out with it in the best way he just is someone that says yes to everything i've said this so many times but he says yes to anything (laughs) well we'll pick back up on, on on where the story goes after this because it just goes to just incredible places uh from from such a, a, a really magical start there um but let's let's get a song in so for track two now i'm gonna ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you um i i put down neighborhood um tunnels by arcade fire uh number two i think mm. think and um i remember i had this super tiny i think it was turquoise this little ipod that my dad put I just, as soon as I got, I got it for a birthday, I think, and he just put a bunch of music that he thought I would like on it. That's how I got into, like, Mac DeMarco, Home in Dune, and Arcade Fire and stuff. That was just on the iPod that my dad put got for me. And I would be listening to that music maybe when I was out biking, walking, just hanging out with friends or whatever. I just remember they had a huge impact on me, and I think it was because they were talking about just the story like in a neighborhood with all of your friends and everything and everyone's there and it's just stories like I remember watching the music video and it was just him and some friends like all of them hanging out and just that reminded me I think I listened started listening to that music like four or five years after we moved to Canada but I just I for some reason I think it reminded me of being in England with like my best friend and stuff even though it was only five, I just, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of, like, friendships so, and stuff. So you was five when you moved to Canada from uh, from the UK? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, mean, uh, to, I mean, how old was you when you got this iPod loaded with, with music like Mac DeMarco and, and Arcade Fire? Um, I was, I can't really remember it was, I was either 
Between the ages of seven and ten, probably. There can't be many sort of seven to ten-year-olds wandering around listening to Herman Dune or or Arcade Fire. I mean, what, what I mean, what do your friends make of it? Are, are they kind of have you got them into it, or are they just like, man, she's listening to some weird stuff? Um, I think that they probably think that. I've listened to some strange <laughs> music. Um, lots of my friends, a few of my friends now, they listen, they do listen to some older music, but it's not, it's not really the same. Um, I think that just, my dad was definitely a key part of, like, leading to me this, like, leading all this music to me and trying to get me into it and stuff. Um... Like, lots of my friends, they listen to, like, the Arctic Monkeys and stuff. And, like, yeah. all music like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I like their music, too, and stuff. Uh, but I don't think that they've listened to the same strange music. One of my friends, we did take to a show in Missoula. One of my best friends. And she thought it was amazing. She still, she likes their music, but it's not just something that my friends and all of them listen to. Like, on the regular. Yeah. But, like, if they hear it, they're like, oh, that's cool. And stuff. But... It's not something they listen to all the time. <laughs> sure, I get that. Um, for track three, I mean, this is a first. I'm... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm going to ask you of the song that reminds you of your time at school. Um, you're still at school, so um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you uh, to, to retrospectively look back then uh, for a song uh, that makes you think of school. Um... I just did a silly one for this because I remember singing nursery rhymes. So when I was, um, when we were in England, I went to, um, a school. I, here we don't really have that many private schools or schools with uniform and everything, but I do remember my school uniform and going to school and there would be an assembly most mornings. And I remember just singing nursery rhymes like, um, big red combine harvester or whatever and wheels on the bus we would just be singing them yeah. sitting cross-legged on the on the huge gymnasium floor just sitting there singing songs with like the whole school so i thought that wheels on the bus was definitely 
just a reminder of that because me and my friends would be sitting there, like me, uh, like five, four, five years old, just sitting there <laughs> singing nursery rhymes on the gym floor. So that yeah, that was the only thing I could think of for that one. <laughs> I, I mean. I'd pay a lot of money to hear the Flaming Lips do an album of nursery rhymes. I think they'd be able to absolutely knock that out of the park. I think that would sound brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so let's pick back up on the on the story a little bit. So uh, we, we sort of left the story as at the point where Wayne had given you um, a number mm-hmm. uh, and said, you know, stay in touch. So was that something where you kind of thought, Oh well, you know, is he going to stay in touch? Was that just him being nice? And and then then where did it go from there? Um, well, I think that we thought that. Uh, well, my dad at first he was like, "Oh, it just must be one of his like members' numbers, like someone that works for him or whatever." Like an assistant or something, yeah. But it was. Um, actually, his number. We did. I didn't really know at that point that it was going to lead to anything like this, at all. Um, but my dad said, "Well, why don't you? We send. We could just send him a recording of, um, like your guitar or something." So I learned the song, uh, "Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots." That was my first song that I learned on the guitar, and I think that. I I remember, I think we sent a track of that to Ova and just like, oh, we the show the show was great. Like, thanks for all of that, and uh, this is now playing guitar or something or one of your songs. And then I think he was just like, well, that's so cool. Like, keep it up and like encouraging. And um, after quite a while, like of show, we just like I would sometimes like write my own songs or whatever. I would send like videos of it off to Wayne and he would just be like, whoa, that's super cool, keep it up and everything. And then one time, this was, like, just into lockdown, because my dad was planning on, I think we were planning on going to Oklahoma to record, like, my written songs, like, my own ones, with Wayne. That was an idea that was in the air. But um, after COVID hit, then Wayne just decided, why don't we do a cover album, because I think that in the studio, if you were recording your own songs, it should probably be in the studio with everyone. So, um... So this has gone from you sending him a, an acoustic version of you playing Yoshimi to the flaming little Wayne now saying, you should record a covers album uh, in, in a studio. Yeah, so, um, I would write just these little songs, like my own songs, because after my dad taught me Yoshimi and some of the chords, I would just, I just picked it up straight away, would go online, search up a bunch of songs, play them, and I'd learn a bunch of songs, and then I started writing songs, and I'd send those off, and Wayne was like, oh, that's cool, maybe uh, one day you could record them, or something, and so we had our own, we have our own, like, little recording set up here, but, um, yeah, fast forward from just sending him little things. Fast forward to COVID. Then I guess I was I was still sending the odd thing, and he was taught he would always send us stuff about like his shows and everything. And um, we did he did give us um, we got a guest list ticket to one um, after we had met him and everything. We did go to see 
a show in um, Taos, New Mexico. I th- I can't remember which one was first, first because we went to Ogden in Utah <laughs> and Taos in um, New Mexico. But those were the two shows that most recent shows that we've been to um, after we had met him that one time. And I remember we did go and we met him in in Taos, I think, that we just saw him and talked to him a little bit. But they were on tight schedule, so they had gone. But in Ogden, uh, we met Wayne for a coffee, and we went uh, downtown. This is uh, in Utah, and we went and grabbed a coffee. We were talking about music. Um, got him to sign this hat of my dad's friend. Um, that we wrote this, that I wrote a song for, because he was he has cancer. Um, so we got him to sign a hat. We were just talking and hanging out and stuff, and he was like talking about my music and saying that he thinks it's really cool that I'm doing stuff like that and he wants to help out and everything. So we kept in touch after that and then after COVID hit he was like, you know what, why don't we try and do something? And so he threw out the song Into My Arms by Nick Cave and that he said, oh, I really like this song by Nick Cave. I haven't really heard many of his other songs. I had no idea who Nick Cave was at the time. Sure. And so look at a, I look at a few of his YouTube videos as songs, and they're just completely the opposite of anything I've ever played. I was like, whoa, deep voice, kind of dark music. But So then we recorded that one Into My Arms song. He said, oh, uh, do I, like maybe try another one. So then we, then I looked at a few songs, chose a few. Wayne pointed out a few that, songs that he liked by Nick Cave. And then it just became this whole thing, and we had, at my, here in Fernie, we had recorded um, just, like, a raw vocal and everything, and sometimes a guitar or a piano track, and we sent it off to, um, to Oklahoma, I guess, to Wayne and his crew, and they just worked on them, and now they're all, like, absolutely amazing. It just produced all of them, and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor. Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, They do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range. And it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. So we'll, we'll pick back up again uh, on that story, but let's, let's um, throw another uh, song in. So uh, I'm going to ask you for track four. Now, the first song you remember buying from a record store. Um, so I never really have I've been to loads of record stores but I didn't really remember buying my own record 
from a record store, but um, we have we I have some that have been ordered offline, or my dad's friends have gone to collect for us. So when the new album, The King's Mouth, I don't know if you heard it yet, but that when that one came out, um, it was really hard to find. So my dad found this one. I think it was on eBay or whatever, but. Um, my dad got the King's Mouth album for me and his friend just went to pick it up. So that was the first record that I think was was mine that I've had. Um, in total, like, my own records, I think that I only have, like, two of my own. But my dad has quite a few um, downstairs. Uh, but I think that probably when I was younger, I've been into loads of record stores, I think. Like, with my with my uncle in Manchester, probably been to a few with him, and all over Calgary I've been to a few, but I've never really bought that many records. I do have one of my own, I'll grab it here, that I got just this year, I think, of the Soft Bulletin, um, with, like, the orchestra. Um, oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, so this one is my record, like the one that I have. So it has like its own cases and really cool artwork and stuff. So this is probably the first one that's like my record. I mean, if the first record that is your record is Soft Bullet and Butter Flaming Lips, I mean, that's a pretty good start now. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of my favourite records of all time. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I remember, like, um, I, I'm, I'm a DJ, and, and I've, I've been DJing in sort of, like, rock clubs for years. And and uh, and very early on, in the early 90s when I was DJing, um, I, I got a, a vinyl copy of She Don't Use Jelly. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I started playing that in the clubs, and everybody in the, you know, in, in my club was starting to go, who is this record by? Like, this is crazy. And, and then I kind of, after that, sort of, didn't hear loads by, by by the Flaming Lips for a while. It, they they seemed to go quite sort of underground again, and then hearing like Race for the Prize, I was like, "Wow, this is like huge sanding. What is this?" And then getting that album and hearing Waiting for Superman, uh, and then there's a there's a track on there which I'm sure you know called A Spoonful Ways a mm -hmm. Ton. Oh man, it breaks me in half. Now that is one of the saddest records. It just oh, it's so beautiful as well. Um, and so yeah, I think like anybody that starts their record collection off with that album, that's a great place to start. Um, well, I normally ask guests the song that soundtrack their years clubbing. Um, I mean, that's all to come for you. Um, <laughs> So, so we'll switch it up to uh, to something uh, that will kind of have the same effect. So, I'm going to ask you to tell me uh, a, a song now that makes you want to dance. Um, for that one, um, there's a story behind this, but I put down "Crocodile Rock" by Elton John, and this is because so um, a couple of years back during the summer, my mum had. Uh, I guess you'd call it a nanny, someone come to look after me and my brothers during the summer while they were doing work. And so, um, she was the most amazing person ever. I still can't talk to her now. And her name's El Emily, and she came and she introduced me to all of this cool music. She, like, sings amazing and can play quite a few instruments and stuff. 
And so I remember in the car we were driving, I think back from Calgary, from collecting her or whatever. And so I remember she, after a while, like of her being here, we would go on car trips or whatever, she would put on her music and there was just the coolest stuff on there as well. And I would just, I just remember listening to loads of Elton John and a bunch of stuff like that. And I remember Crocodile Rock was just... I don't know. It makes you want to dance, I think. Definitely. Ah, it's a, it's a great record. And like, and it, when you hear like Elton John records like Rocket Man, can you, can you sort of draw the comparisons between like some of the more kind of dreamy, sort of flaming lip stuff to you know the similarities between that and things like you know that era of some of the the, the, the magical records Elton John was making way back then. Yeah. Well, I think that. I think that the reason that so many people love the Flaming Lips so much, I think that that's probably one of the reasons. It's because it's so many different artists and all of their crazy fantasies and all of the things that they've created. It's kind of just grasping a little bit of every single genre, everything, and it's just mixed together and in a, an amazing way they've put it together and all of their albums, the Flaming Lips, they just give you a bit of everything, I think. That's probably one of the main reasons. So you can see a bit of everything I, in them. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So now, we, 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 in, in regards to the, the story so far, we, we're now at a point where um, you've you've been sending tracks across to, to, to Wayne and he's been, I, I take it, sending back produced, finished mm-hmm. versions of... Of, and, and they're all Nick Cave tracks, right? Yeah. Okay, so how many how many are sort of done now? How many have you, have you got sort of recorded? About nine, I think. Wonderful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and so, is this now like something? So, so the the music on it, aside from like the guitar that, that that's you, uh, is it like members of the Flaming Lips playing other instruments and that on it? So, um, so we have so I've recorded the raw vocal right and sent it off to them, and sometimes if they weren't super difficult, <laughs> I would learn like a pretty simple guitar track and sometimes send that off with some of them maybe like a piano riff with some of them and then for i can't remember which song but for a few of them um nev carty i don't know if you know who he is um he's one of my dad's friends but he has a a few albums i think 
and he is an amazing guitarist, and he, uh, we sent, we told him that we were doing these, and he recorded a few guitar tracks for us that were just amazing, and so I think that, yeah, some of the tracks that were, that we sent off, they would, um, I think that Stephen probably put down a drum track on some of them, there was more guitar tracks, I think that there was, uh, Michael Evans did a, on quite a few of them, a bass track, it was just all of them working together on it, because I think Wayne just thought it was a cool idea, so then they all just pitched in and it just became this, like, phenomenal, cute, like, this really cool thing. I mean, it's different level cool now. Like, it's like other world cool. I mean, there isn't many 13-year-old girls that have now recorded an album of Nick Cave Records with the flaming lips. That sentence right there <laughs> is a completely different level of cool. <laughs> yeah. I... I mean... What, what what do you make of the, the, the you know the whole thing now like thinking about it and like what do, you know what do your friends make of it I mean it's crazy I think that like it sometimes seems like it's not real um, but my friends I think they think whoa that's cool she's into music she's doing all that stuff but my friends I don't think that they grew up with the same type of music, so they weren't listening to them, and they didn't really know who they were, and didn't know they were a big deal or whatever, and I think that it's because so many people that I interact with, like, other than people my age, so loads of my dad's friends, my uncle, who's a DJ, um, and just everyone, they've made it, like, so it's always been a big deal to me, they were always an amazing group of people and stuff, so... For me, it seems like an amazing experience, and it's really cool to be able to work with a band that, like, I spent my whole childhood listening to. That's just, like, a dream. But to my friends, I think that it's it's not as big as a thing, because they don't know them as well, I guess. Um, sure, sure, I get that. But they they still support it, and they think that it's cool and everything, yeah. Wonderful. For track six, I'm going to ask you for a favourite song from an artist from your home country, please. Um, so, I remember we'd listened to a few of the other podcasts. It was country or county, because I remember... Oh, well, I thought I'd make it easy. and I thought I'd say country for you, but it, it like if it's county, have you got county? Well, I have... What I did was I did I think it I did think it was country so I did get a load from my country and there was this huge list and I could not pick one but I do right. have one from my county because um, the Arctic Monkeys are actually from um, somewhere in Yorkshire I think can't remember quite Sheffield right yeah I think so so that's yeah. I think that that should count because it's pretty close to where I grew up in. in so we grew up in Leeds, and uh, my grandparents lived in Richmond, and we would be like just jumping around that area. So I think that. Um. Uh, I think probably the song for them, from the Arctic Monkeys, that's my favorite, is either. Um. 
Do you know the song Are You Mine, I think? Is? Yeah, of course. And um, one that I really like because I was playing it, like, I was just playing my music and my dad heard it and he was like, oh, I know that song. That song's really good and stuff. Um, uh, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor by them. That yes, one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I think that those so, ones, yeah. So just out of interest, you said you had a whole heap for uh, for home country. Mm-hmm. What would have been on, on that list? Let's throw a few of them in as well. Um, well, I have... I think that I'd put down Space Oddity by David Bowie. Um, because yeah. that's just memories of being at the show, and I think that one's a big thing to have on there. Um, I think that I had... Let me just think. I definitely had an Arctic Monkeys song on there as well. I had Dua Leap, I think. She's newer, yep. I think. And I had, oh, Amy Winehouse. I had... Oh, um, what Amy Winehouse track? Probably uh, Back to Black or... What's another good one? Um, Tears drawn. I do like her uh, cover of Valerie. Yes, yeah, that great. one. I, th- I really like that one song. Um, the gosh, there's so many. I wrote this huge list okay. out, but yeah, those are a few of them. Okay, well, for uh, the last track. Now I'm going to ask you to. Tell me a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Um, I wrote down one for this one, uh, but definitely, um, Girl and Amber, the song that I've just put out. Yeah, let's get some self promotion. <laughs> let's do it. So, <laughs> it's it's not just because it's my I just want to promote. I think that not just because. I'm in it and everything that I've done with it. I think that the way that the Flaming Lips have, I guess, produced, sent a full track back to me, and it's just, like, amazing. We just send off this raw vocal, and it comes back in just this full sound, and it's just amazing. So I think that it's an enjoyable track to listen to. <laughs> Absolutely. And... and- People can actually see the video on YouTube for this one, can't yeah. they? For, so for this one, um, yeah, it's under my YouTube account. So that one's just on YouTube with a full video and everything. So <laughs> Wonderful. And so t- to bring the story up to now, so you're currently at a point now where you have a, a an album's worth of Nick Cave songs Mm-hmm. Put together by yourself and the flaming lips, and and it's now a case of like, right, what are we going to do with it now? And is that kind of where you you're at with um, it? We're kind of figuring out next steps now, I think. But yeah. I think what we're doing right now is trying to get it all together to try and I think we have sent a few off to some uh, smaller record uh, labels. Sure. Um, I think that we're trying to figure out like everything about it. So we do have loads of songs. Um I think trying to find a good um track listing, like the order of them and Yeah. 
I think that with all of the songs that we've recorded, we just need to get them in a good order that it all... Because it kind of tells a story, I think. And just, like, bring it all up at the end. So I think that um, right now we're just figuring out next steps, figuring out, like, a cover. I think that my dad's good friend, Troy Cook, in town, he is a really good artist. I think that he's going to do some sort of abstract painting of me or something. Um, for maybe the cover. Then I have loads of artwork, um, that I've done that people have, I've, I think that I have some from people that I might just put in it, some pictures from, like, the video and everything. So we're just trying to get it, like, all one big piece to send off to people yeah. and try and find a label. Is I think that's where we're at now. Absolutely. Now, I, I see no reason why record labels will not be biting your arm off because you know the the backstory is incredible what you've then gone on to to record you know in your own right is incredible and the fact that it also involves two of the coolest things that have ever been involved in music Nick Cave and the Flaming Lips I think just takes it to another level as well so I think you've got something very very magical there mm -hmm. and and I can't wait to see what what comes of it um now, we put together a, a, a Spotify playlist as well to accompany the podcast, so we'll, uh, we'll put on all of the tracks that you've mentioned uh, and we'll throw in some, some extra flaming lips as well. Um, and as we find ourselves in the UK, uh, and I'll ask you how it is in, in Canada you know, in a moment, you know, with, with an element of optimism that we're, we're going to, we're finding our way out of this pandemic mm -hmm. and, and hopefully the latter part of 2021 will be back to gigs in a format that we, you know, we, we miss and we love. Um, what are you looking forward to from, from this year now? And, and yeah, um, what, what, what can, what are you looking forward to? I think that, um, hopefully most of this COVID, um, stuff will go back to somewhat, some version of normal <laughs> or some version of what we think is normal um i think that i'm hoping to be able to go to oklahoma at some point and maybe record a few of my own songs i'm hoping to um uh get a label and try and put out this album um the Nate cave covers and yeah i think that in future years, I'm looking forward to just sharing this journey that I've come along with everyone and hopefully playing somewhere where everyone can hear um, the music that I've produced with the Flaming Lips. So. <laughs> Wonderful. That sounds incredible. Now, it's been absolutely delightful chatting to you today mm -hmm. and hearing your records um thank you so much for your time yeah thank you too i told you didn't i i told you that you will be hard pushed to think of a cooler 13 year old than somebody that's just recorded a record with the flaming lips of nick cave and the bad seeds covers that's just different level call a completely different level call you can see why when jude reached out to me and said i don't know if you want to talk to my daughter but she's got quite a cool story and i mean who says don't meet your heroes? You go and meet Wayne Coyne, and then before you know it, you're recording an album with him. It's just insane and just, yeah, just wonderful. Um, 
super cool kid. Um, I mean, again, thanks loads to Jude, uh, uh, Neil's dad, who just seems to, to me to be an absolutely smashing human. And, you know, what a cool dad, enabling your you know, your daughter to be able to do such such amazing things. So, yeah, so thanks to, to Nell again and thanks to Jude and, and thanks to you lot for listening. Um, I'll see you next week. In the meantime, go get stuck into the back catalogue or support the podcast on Patreon. You can find out everything you need to know about this podcast at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. See you soon. Be excellent to each other. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing, www.sosclothing.co.uk. Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off so if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk official sponsors of Off The Beaten Track Podcast. It's Off The Beaten Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat it,